Welcome to Aspen Reads, a podcast interviewing authors and reading snippets of their books to help you decide if it's the book for you. I'm your host, Aspen Bassett, and today I'm here with Temperance Dawn, author of Protecting His Windflower. How are you doing, Temperance? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to meet you and to talk to you about your awesome book. It's brand new. This is your first book, correct? It is. Yes. It's my debut novel. Yeah. And it is called Protecting His Windflower. It is. That is such a cool name. So first of all, before we delve into Protecting His Windflower, (laughs) sorry, I got a little bit fast. I got excited about the name. (laughs) How long have you been writing? Oh, wow. Well, I started writing um, in high school, like many people, Um, and I continued to write after high school, and then life happened, (laughs) and then I got (laughs) married, and I had babies, and about, um, well, backing up a little bit, I've, you know, I've had the idea for this book in my head for about 10 years, Mm. so it was around the time that I um, got married, and I would write notes here and there in a notebook. Um, But about two years ago, I just sat down one day. My baby was taking a nap and my oldest was, um, she was gone for the day. And I sat down and I, um, I just wrote like a thousand words during during Mm -hmm. nap time and it felt so good. (laughs) So (laughs) I, uh, I just kept going and I was lucky enough that my little one was still napping at the time. And so um, each day when he would nap, I would just, I would write. And uh, I took a long break um, last year from like November until, well, basically when the pandemic started <laughs> <laughs> until around March or April. Mm-hmm. And I had about 30,000 words at that point. And um, it was around April when, you know, the being quarantined just started to really get to me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I just said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna finish this. And so I finished it within a month. I wrote another uh, like 32,000 words or so in a month. And um my husband yeah (laughs) I didn't think it was possible but um it just flowed and my husband was like well what are you going to do with it and I was like well I I don't know I haven't even thought of it and I was like I don't know should I try and publish it so I did a lot of research like do I go the traditional route do I go the Mm -hmm. indie route like you know what would be best for me and I decided to go the indie route with it and I found an editor and she's amazing. And I was like, look, I have this story and I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I, cause I had never written like a novel before. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I need you to help me fine tune it. Um, and just give me your honest opinion. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I need to know if this is something that I can make great basically. Mm -hmm. And so, um, she gave me all of her honest opinions and she was like, look, this needs to go. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and you need to move this over here. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I just, I followed her instructions. And if I had a question, I was just like, what do you mean by this? And do you think we could do this instead? And, um, yeah, it took a, that was over the summer basically. And, um, I just, ran with it and finished it 
and now it's I'm ready to release it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. I love that yeah. process as like chaotic as the editing process is. Yeah. It's it's almost like doing a puzzle piece out of thoughts. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect, perfect uh, way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. The C yeah. doesn't go here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so can you tell us what Protecting His Windflower is about? Yeah, so it starts with, um, we meet Emily Taylor, and she moves to San Francisco, and she moves into this um, old Victorian home um, that has been converted into two units. Um, And while she's living there, this um, presence wakes up and begins to haunt the house. Um, And she discovers that her upstairs neighbor is a paranormal investigator. Ooh. Yes. And um, so the two of them work together and they figure out why she's been haunted and who is haunting her. Interesting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I loved writing this book (laughs) oh man that sounds very intriguing yeah yeah oh man but what do you love about this book the most um I really love the strength that Emily finds Mm. on this journey um this book has um I wanted to keep it as real as possible in terms of the characters. So there's a lot of inner emotions that are Mm. dealt with and Emily has to find her inner strength. And so that's one of the things that I really do love. That's awesome. I love Mm. books like that. Mm-hmm. But you can just see the character growth involved in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was important to me. I, it was important to me to bring real world, real world issues to the forefront mm-hmm. and talk about some things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it really drives the character. And I think that's what gives the, uh, the audience something to identify with as well. And that's really I awesome. think so too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of have to have that Yeah. <laughs> so they can be real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so do you have a favorite character? I do. It's actually, it's not one of my main characters. (laughs) She will be a main character in another book. Yes. Um, Her name is Lexi. Okay. And in the book, she's Emily's best friend. And she's loosely based on um, someone I grew up with. And she is, um, I just, I pictured her when I was writing her into the book, this, small woman with a huge personality just kind of in your face doesn't take any crap from anybody um but with all of that she still there's you're gonna find out later there's like this more inner strength that needs to be found and um she's gonna go through some stuff but she really? was, she became my favorite character. And a couple of people who have read it already have said that she's become their favorite character as well. And they're really looking forward to her book. So nice. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those best friends and like getting to 
know the best friend character on a personal level. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's clever. Mm-hmm. I like it. So did you always see the story as a book or did you see it as a movie or TV show first? This is interesting. So I, in high school, I did a lot of um, theater. Ooh. So I, while writing the book, I saw it as a stage performance. Oh my gosh. I love that. I was like, okay, this is where the couch is on the stage. And yes. this char- this character enters stage right or stage left. And I saw the way the lighting would happen. Um, and so I used that <laughs> as best I could. <laughs> um, so that's how I saw it. I didn't see it as a TV uh, mm-hmm. series or, or, or a show or a movie. I saw it because what I know is I know, I know theater. So mm-hmm. that's how I saw it. I saw it as if I was in the audience and wow. looking at them on stage. Yeah. I bet that really helped with like description and stuff too, because you have experience kind of doing that same storytelling mm-hmm. through the visual field. So did that help? Did yeah, I think it helped me really hone in on the showing, not telling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because when you put on a stage performance, you really are showing. You're showing everything. Right. Whereas in movies or on TV, you can use camera angles and all that to mm-hmm. manipulate what your audience sees. But on stage, you don't have that, so you really have to play with some lighting and really Mm. kind of be, uh, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but flamboyant (laughs) on stage (laughs) to convey, Mm -hmm. to send that message across to your audience. Yeah. Like really exaggerated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I might have to steal that and start imagining (laughs) things on a plane. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. That's good advice. Yeah. So give us a behind the scenes look of writing this book. What was it like for you writing this? (laughs) Such an easy question. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like I said, I, um, I wrote a lot during nap time, Mm -hmm. Um, the first draft at least. And then when I decided that I really wanted to pursue it, um, it became more like a full-time job. (laughs) Yeah. So quickly that happens. Yes. (laughs) And so um, I would get my my kids squared away, um, help my daughter with her school, get that done. Um, and then, because again, you know, we're in pandemic times, so mm-hmm. they're with me now all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would get all of that done. And then I would say, okay, uh, mommy's going to take a little while and I'm going to, I call it work because for me it is work. I enjoy it but I do consider it work. And, um, I, I tell my kids, I'm going to do some work and, uh, you know, you guys need to go play or, you know, do something. And I would, that's when I did my rewrite basically. And I had worked out a schedule with my husband where he would take a couple nights during the week and he would do dinner Mm, and bedtime. And I would go upstairs and lock myself in the bedroom. <laughs> and and I um I got through I think two edits before I sent it to my editor. 
because I knew I was like, okay, this means a lot of work. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's my first book. (laughs) So I did, I went through two edits before I even sent it to my editor. And then once she sent it all back to me, it was much the same thing. It was, you know, little, I, I mean, I, I literally had my computer open 24 seven. It was on my kitchen counter. It was if the kids were having breakfast or lunch, I was typing away <laughs> when they went to sleep, I was mm-hmm. typing. Um, so it was just about finding those little bits of time here and there. Um, and I didn't set a release date until I was absolutely completely done because I, I just, I, I couldn't commit to giving people a set in stone date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because I can't, oh. yeah, because mm-hmm. I can't sit for hours at a time and, and get it done. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to put a date out there until this is completely done. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. So why read this book? What will audiences get out of it? So I would tell somebody to read this book because it has a little bit of everything. Um, It has friendship. It has love. There's some mystery. It's a little bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, my goal was to write a book that talked about um, the idea that everybody has a soulmate. Mm. And when you when you find that person, grab on and don't let go. Interesting. Okay. And no matter what life throws at you, um, keep going. Mm -hmm. So I think if that resonates with anybody, I think they will enjoy reading this book. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's good. I feel like that would resonate with a lot of people, especially after 2020. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Well, and Temperance has shared a snippet for me to read to you. And this reading is brought to you by Fables Grounds Coffee. What's a better combination than books and coffee? Over at Fable Grounds Coffee, you can find delicious, fresh roasted coffee themed around your favorite books. From Lord of the Rings to Red Rising, there is something for everyone. Head on over to fablegroundscoffee.com and use thank you 10 to save 10% off your first purchase. The sounds of floorboards creaking caught her attention. It sounded as if someone were walking. Peeking her head out into the hallway, she had a clear view of most of her apartment. No one was there. And she spotted the chain lock on her door still in place. It was probably Liam walking around upstairs, The building was old. Emily had read that the majority of the Victorian homes in San Francisco had been built in the mid-1800s. The house was well over 150 years old and bound to come with creaking and settling sounds. Stepping into the shower, Emily stood under the spray of the hot water, letting it cascade over her. Her mind drifted to her new neighbor, Liam. She couldn't help but notice how attractive he was when she met him last night. In the past, Emily had never been attracted to men with facial hair, but on Liam, she thought it was sexy as hell. 
It had been years since Emily had dated, and she hoped that starting her new life in a new city would be the spark she needed to live a normal life. Her last boyfriend had been a disaster, and she swore off dating forever at the time. But after seeing Liam last night, dating kind of made its way back into the forefront of her mind. He was tall, incredibly gorgeous, kind of mysterious too. That was new for her. But maybe she needed new and different. Hell, that was why she left Seattle in the first place. She wanted a change. That spontaneous pull she felt to move ignited a desire within her to live a life she had always wanted, to find peace and be happy, maybe even find love. She shook the thought from her head. What were the chances that Liam was even available? Knowing her luck, he probably had a gorgeous girlfriend. Emily had never thought of herself as being particularly attractive. The thought that someone like Liam could be attracted to her was far-fetched in her mind. Maybe she could just let things play out and see what would come of it. If she had learned anything about her trials in life, it was never to get her hopes up. Staying neutral was safe, and if she got more than she thought she would, great. If not, no harm done. That was how she lived her life, completely neutral. Clearing the thoughts of Liam from her mind, Emily mulled over the ideas for her website. It was early spring and considered to be the off-season still. There wasn't much work for photographers just yet. Most people who were getting married that summer would have already hired their photographers. So she decided that focusing on family photo sessions for the summer was her best bet. Next year, she would have plenty of weddings to photograph. With her head still under the running water, she let the hairs on her arms and the back of her neck stand up, and a cold breeze blew past her. She knew all of the windows in her flat were closed and could hear the faint hum of the furnace running through the vent. Perhaps the living room window blew open again? But she closed the bathroom door, so how could the breeze come through? The air changed. Electricity swirled, prickling Emily's skin with pins and needles. Goosebumps formed, inflaming her body with tiny, painfully hard lumps. Her breathing quickened and her heart hammered against her ribs. Despite the cold blowing around her, her face flushed and her ears rang. Afraid she might pass out, Emily pressed her back against the cold tile behind her. Another bitter, cold breeze blew through. This time, Emily could see her breath in the chilled air. She lifted her gaze and turned her head. Looking through the opaque white shower curtain, a shadow stood near the door. Emily sucked in a breath of air, where it froze in her lungs. Unable to move, she stared at the form in front of her. It was hard to make out what it was exactly. It resembled a human form, one of a man with broad shoulders and much taller than her, only it did not look natural. It pulsated, becoming more solid before fading and coming back into view, a void of darkness against the light of the room. Hello? was all Emily could manage. Fear rose in within her. She turned off the water, hoping the absence of the sound would clear her hearing. It did, but only barely. Her ears still rang from the fluctuating energy swirling around her, and a funhouse effect took over her equilibrium. Her balance was off, and her, her legs wobbled. She hesitantly reached for the shower curtain, not wanting to look, but knowing she had to see what had invaded her space. Gripping the edge of the curtain, she mustered all of her courage to pull it back. Only she didn't have to. In an instant, whatever was in her bathroom lunged toward her, stopping inches away from the other side of the curtain. She could now clearly see the shadowy outline of a person. 
Complete blackness in the form of a man stood in front of her, watching her on the other side of her shower. The hair-raising scream that escaped her throat pierced her own ears. Shutting her eyes, she crouched into a protective ball before another icy blast of air shot through her. She shivered uncontrollably now from fear, the cold, and the sudden rush of adrenaline. If you want to read more of Protecting His Windflower, you can purchase it on Amazon. It's available as both a physical copy and Kindle. As always, we're having a giveaway for the book on Instagram. Temperance will give away one signed hard copy to the lucky winner. So find me at on Instagram at Aspen Bassett and Temperance at author Temperance Dawn and enter to win a chance for a signed hard copy today. Thank you for listening and thank you so much, Temperance, for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Bye, lovely. Bye.